Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And good evening, wherever you are in the world. Uh, welcome to the Zanus uh, weekly blog radio show where we talk about issues affecting the Zambian diaspora and we also talk about things affecting our people in the motherland in Africa. Happy Easter to everybody and we pray that God is keeping you safe especially in this uh, time of um, the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, It's always a blessing to have uh, good health, and we pray that God keeps all our people in good health. Today we'll talk about uh, the diaspora empowerment opportunities that are available in in America. We'll have uh, a special guest as soon as he's available, I'll bring him on. Uh, he's a chairman of the African Global Chamber of Commerce, based in Chicago. He was on the show last week, and we talked about uh, the opportunities that you know are available for empowerment, economic empowerment. And the African Global Chamber of Commerce has resources that are provided to anyone that's trying to start a business. He talked about uh, help with uh, licensing, capital markets, and uh, even you know getting the startup capital itself to start your business and uh, research to find out you know, which uh, markets are good to do business in. So he will join us later. Again, this is the ZANUS Weekly Radio Show. We'll have uh, others join in a little bit, and uh, I'll let you know when we have uh, Dr. Mr. Olivier, uh, Chairman Olivier Kamazi. But so far, we have callers, and uh, we're so grateful you've joined us today. And we just uh, welcome you all on a happy Easter Sunday, and we trust that God is keeping you well. My name is Blaise Yejunza. I'm speaking to you from Chicago, Illinois. And um, it's a bright uh, Sunday afternoon here in Chicago. And just a little bit on the updates on uh, what's happening in in Illinois as far as COVID. We have uh, so far up to 19,000 cases, almost 20,000 that have been uh, confirmed in uh, Illinois. We've had over 677 deaths. And uh, mostly it's, uh, of course, minorities. But we pray that God will keep uh, sustaining us and uh, keeping us safe in these times. So I will 
ask others to those that are on the phone. All the phones are open. Um, you can ask a question or give an update and say what's happening in, in your area. So we have um, somebody calling in from uh, 317 number, 1542. Good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon, Mr. Blair. This is better from Atlanta. I know I'm not the 317 number, but I just want to say hello. My brother, how are you? No, I'm doing well, doing well, trying to adjust to this new way of, of living. Good. How is Atlanta today? How is the weather? And uh, can you give a brief update on uh, the COVID situation in uh, in Georgia? Yeah, so for Georgia, I mean, the weather in Atlanta is a little, it's about to rain or it just rain, depending on which part of town you are. But in terms of, like, uh, Total confirmed cases. Uh, the Georgia Department of Public Health they've been updating their statistics on a daily basis. So so far we have about 12,452 cases uh, that have been confirmed, and about 20% of that, about 2,500 uh, are hospitalized. And the state has reported 433 uh, deaths as a result of uh, the disease. And the most affected counties have mostly been within the metro area, uh, Fulton County, which is our largest county. Uh, it covers a big part of Atlanta. We've had about 1,265 cases and about 50 deaths that have occurred. And then there's a small county, Doty uh, County. Uh, it's like all the way down south of Georgia. So that's more like an anomaly that's happening there. It's like we've had about 1,154 cases, which is much higher than another metro county, uh, DeKalb County, Cobb County, and Gwinnett. So it's very, yeah, it's a very odd statistic that that southern county has so many cases, given that it's also a rural area. But otherwise, yeah, we are still under the shutting orders until the end of uh, this month. But as you know, it's difficult to keep people on inside. People are still moving up and down, going to shop. And going around to just work. But uh, just wow. another front. Yeah. We are concerned about our community as well. So we have started the process of calling people up just to see how they're doing. Because, you know, sometimes our people won't reach out if they need help. We just have people active on that. So we've started the process of uh, calling people up and we're trying to set up an internal fund just to help those who have been affected by the disease, either through unemployment or hospitalization or quarantine. That's that's great, and I thank, I thank you, President Siangonia, for that initiative. Uh, for those that do not know, there's a COVID uh, PPE uh, drive that's going on. Uh, Zambians in, in the United States are... Uh, trying to collect supplies so that we can ship to Zambia. So that's a good effort, and thank you for that update. You know, this this uh, thing, you know, initially it was thought it would mostly affect uh, metropolitan areas, but looking like now it's going like we heard from Georgia, 
it's going into the rural communities, you know, in the counties, you know, where uh, the services may not be up to par. And, you know, we've seen how troubling, you know, that uh, uh, the epidemic in rural areas can, can look like. You know, some of the county hospitals don't have ventilators. So we pray that uh, most of our people, Zambian diaspora, will be safe and uh, we continue to trust uh, God to keep us safe. Uh, we've had one date in California, and I think there was a bit of misinformation that went to Zambia because I think they reported that uh, we have uh, three dates of, of in the United States when it's actually one. So okay. that is uh, what's out there. So if we could mute the phones, unless if you want to say something, the lines are open. Everybody's free to talk and just give us uh, what's happening in your neck of the woods. And uh, together we can uh, stay safe and get to know what's happening uh, to Zambians in, in, in the United States. So, Buenabella, um Noah said uh, he's uh, going to be listening in, so... We'll, we'll make sure that uh, we keep this going. And I think uh, Chairman Kamanzi is almost ready. So if you could just keep talking for a little bit while I try and connect him and um, talk about uh, the efforts that Zanus has undertaken so far regarding uh, bringing Zambians together. We, we're trying to do a database. I don't know. Bella, can you speak to that through LinkedIn? Uh, yes, so it's been with the view by the association leaders that it would be great to to have a database that captures as many Zambians as possible uh, to allow for the rapid dissemination of uh, information and also ideas because that from time to time or in the future we may try to do a much bigger initiative that involves a lot of people. So our ability to be able to access that population and share information is very critical for our long-term success. So, yeah, we're definitely working on creating a database uh, that will capture as many Zambians in the diaspora as possible, that way that we can leverage our numbers to do uh, bigger initiatives, uh, whether presently or in the future. Okay, so we have uh, Chairman uh, Olivier Kamazi. He's uh, the chairman of the Africa, and last week we had him on the show, and he talked about empowerment opportunities uh, both here in, uh, in the United States and also opportunities that are back in Zambia. So, Chairman, good afternoon. Happy Easter Sunday to you. Happy Easter Sunday to you and your listeners as well. The community of Zambia across the United States of America. Happy Happy Easter to all of you. Yeah. So thank you so much again. Like I said uh, last weekend, uh, last Sunday, you talked about uh, the resources that the uh, Global Chamber of Commerce offers to Zambians or other nationalities, other people of African descent, including uh, people from Latin America and the Caribbeans, 
who want to set up businesses. Uh, one of the key questions I think people had was um, they know that uh, you know these resources are there, but in terms of accessing them, how easily accessible is I know you talked about a website, you talked about a phone number. Can you to speak to the ease with which a Zambian or any uh, person from Malawi or Ghana can access the resources that you offer? Because I remember once we had a conference here that uh, you organized, and there was uh, a lot of people from different parts of Africa, and we had a gentleman who was doing business in Ghana, and he was talking about how you even helped uh, with the, the licensing as far as getting their, their business to have uh, credentials from Agoa so that they can bring in their produce or the, 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 the goods that they bring from Ghana into the United States. So can you speak to the ease of access? How can a Zambian say, I want to start bringing in coffee from Zambia? What's the first thing that you can help me to do that? No, thank you so much. I, I, let's, let's talk, uh, first of all, to everyone in the diaspora, Zambian diaspora who live here in the United States. What are opportunities available to them, especially those who want to become entrepreneurs here in the U.S., or those who are already entrepreneurs who might want to partner in, in Zambia or across Africa, be able to import the products from, from Zambia to U, the U.S.? And also, they may want to export the product from the U.S. to Zambia or across Africa. What what will be the the process? So uh, allow me before I really go to, uh, to respond that question to go back to what's going on right now because we have to start from where we are right now and what are opportunities right now available to us who that mm-hmm. can really help us to be able to strengthen our existing business, also those who might be looking to start your new business. This is also an opportunity. Those who really dream to start your own business, as you are home right confined at home, I think we have to be creative and start thinking, maybe I have a, maybe an artist. I can do something uh, because I have something hidden inside of me. I can create it. Or you are or you are you major in computer science. Maybe you want to run your IT business, uh, or maybe you are an educator. You are a teacher. Maybe I can do online, take give online classes. Maybe I can partner with the IT people. I can do e-learning, uh, e-learning distance on e distance learning. So this is a time, perfect time for you to do it. So. For us, the African Global Chamber of Commerce, who is our chair, offers those opportunities to you who are looking to really, who you might be looking to start your new business or grow your business, even expand your business. Those are three ways you can start your business, you grow business, you can also expand your business. We help you, we are here, we provide technical assistance. Also, uh, we also connect you with a funding opportunity. So now, if you really want to start a business, we or direct you where you need to how the process you have to take to start your new business. Make sure you have your business plan ready. Even if you don't have your business plan, 
There is a way you can also start a business without your business plan. We help you to do that. So as we are speaking right now, most of you, uh, you know, you lost, some of you lost their job, your home, you're not working. Let's see what opportunities are available at the state level, at the county level, also at federal level. Uh, right now, especially on the funding side. So um, many of you in our community, uh, let's take people who are here in, in the state of Illinois, the Zambians who are in the state of Illinois. And you, we have the Cook County is coming up with uh, a fund, uh, which is a resilience, Cook County resilience, a small business resilience fund, where you can apply, you can get 20000 or you can get 10000 when you are a chef or you are a contractor. You are a contractor. So you can access to this fund. Is a loan, is your interest? This is a really right time to get this money uh, at zero interest. You don't have to pay interest on principal. So that's one opportunity available. Those who live in the city of Chicago, the city of Chicago has come out with, uh, to support the small businesses and the not-for-profit organization. If you want to need to be supported, there is a grant called Chicago Small Business Resiliency Fund. It's up to 50000 you can apply and you get $50,000. I think that interest rate is around maybe 1% if I'm not mistaken. And there is another program where uh, it was really an issue that was uh, done by Chicago, I think the University of Chicago. I think the deadline is, is passed. I may have to check that it was due this week. The deadline was due this week. So you can double check. I will also share this information with you. Now, at the federal level, at the federal government, uh, the, the federal government came up with the, the new bill, all right, which is called the CARES Act. Right. This, the new, uh, new bill comes with funding opportunities. One is a small one. Uh, it's uh, is called Economic Injury Disaster Loan Emergency Advance. So they advance you up to $10,000. It's like to support your business, especially for those who have employees who are uh, um, uh, contractors who might not be able to pay its more business working capital, especially for all your staff, for your, your business. You, you cannot maintain your staff because of the situation. When you have a small business, you can just apply for an advance up to $10,000 while you are waiting to apply for a bigger amount of money through uh, the program called Paycheck Protection Program. The Paycheck Protection Program is up to $10 million US dollars if you are applying. Also, you have to be a small business, not for profit organization with 5163. And the other not for profit organization might not be eligible, except when you have an organization dealing with a veteran. Then you can apply for that. So we are fighting to see also other denominational profit organization denomination uh, be also uh, uh, you know approved to be able to apply for this one. Those are some of the opportunities available right now. You really you have to want to do business. You have been in the business. Also, when you get your 1099 form, you are a contractor. You are self-employed. You can also apply for this. Uh, so for this uh, this grant. So if you really are looking for more information, 
So you can always send us an email to info at africangcc.org, info at africangcc.org. Also, you can call us at 312-684-4412. Again, 312-684-4412. So you can always help to navigate through the, the system. We provide uh, technical assistance for the application, for your financial statements, to make sure your income statement is in place, to make sure you have applied for your taxes, make sure you have applied for taxes, because you have to show your tax uh, tax uh, um, form for 2018 or 2019 when you apply. They may ask you those information, even if they require to make sure all your finances are in order. To those who want to start a new business, is the right time also to start your new business. We can also help you uh, to start you to really make sure you incorporate your business, make sure you get your license, you get your certification. We help you to go through those processes. So you can always reach out to us. Now, let's go back to your question about the export and the import. Those opportunities available in Africa. I just want to make sure I highlight opportunities available today financial opportunities, please, please, please bring our community in, in the U.S., in the U.S. Everywhere you are, you are in Dallas, you are in, in Atlanta, you are in, in, in Florida, you are in Detroit, anywhere you are, to make sure you apply. I really beg you, please, please go ahead and apply. Because I know you guys, our community is suffering a lot because of lack of access to to capital, to resources, financial resources, we need access to the resources. The Africa Global Chamber of Commerce is here to support you. So now, if you are talking about uh, export, what opportunity someone who is in Zambia, who wants access to the U.S. market? That was your question, correct? Yes, that's uh, it? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So, so we have a program, uh, we have a program called AGOA. AGOA is the African Growth Opportunity Act. That program was put in place back in the day by the former President Clinton and was renewed uh, during Obama era. Even was even strengthened, was improved because that program did not work because the way it was done for because of lack of involvement of African government or African people. So during the Obama era, we all have been involved to make sure this program is working for us. Still, we are not utilizing fully. What is about the AGOA is about? Is about. The AGOA is, uh, uh, is uh, available for, I mean, African products. Around 6,000 uh, products are eligible to enter U.S. market tax-free. So, you need to make sure you get a certification, a GOA certification for your product to be able to enter U.S. tax-free. So whether you are in textile, uh, you are in manufacturing, or you are anywhere you are, uh, your hair product, your um, agricultural product, if you want to export to U.S., you make sure you get certification, then you can export to U.S. What do we do as a chamber? We have a membership, we have a member, members, businesses based here in the U.S. 
where we connect you. So how we do it, most of the time, we organize, uh, we organize like an expo. Like we, every year we have what we call Africa Small Business Expo. You can bring your product. Once you, when you come, we give you a booth. You can, ex- and you can exhibit your product. And then we bring also U.S. buyers to come to look at your product. That's the platform we put in place to make sure when you want to come to meet with U.S. buyers, you can come and do that. So we also, if you, if you cannot make it, just send us information about your business. We will help you to identify the counterpart who can help. So that's the, usually how we have been doing it. So we organize also the, the, the other platform, other network, to, to make sure you really meet uh, you know, uh, those people who might be looking to buy a product. For those who are in the U.S. who are looking in the market in Africa, so when we, we are in the 47 African nations, we have assigned MOUs, a Memorandum of Understanding, with for 10 um, African ch- Chamber of Commerce in the various countries. Like in Senegal, we have assigned with the, the, the car Chamber of Commerce in the industry. Uh, in, in, in Niger, we have assigned with Niger a Chamber of Commerce. In Burkina Faso, in Kenya, in in in, in, in uh, um, Ghana, and um, so on. So I can go on and on. So we we go through um, because there's a chamber of commerce. They have a members. The members of the chamber of commerce are also businesses. Those businesses also they are looking to be able to uh, connect with the business here. So we connect you with those businesses through the Chambers of Commerce with whom we have signed the, the MOU Memorandum of Understanding to share information. They always share information about their members. So we know each sector, whether you're in the financial sector, you are in technology, you are in transportation, you are in construction, you are in mining, and so on and so forth. We know those companies. We always link you to those companies. So that's really usually how we do it to make it happen, to make sure you, you get a business and you have a cultural part that can help you. Uh, also, something we do, uh, there are a um, government uh, in, in Africa, the African government also, they, like they also have a, like a contract. There is a procurement process. If you want to get a contract for a particular country in Africa, so we connect you with the Zambia government. We work with a Zambia promotion agency. So, so they already know uh, the projects available within uh, the Zambian government. So you have to, you can go through the Zambia uh, investment promotion agency, the, 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 this is the tender um, with the projects available, and they take you through the tender processes. You can also gain a project through the tender process. Also, you can get a project just because there are projects out there that are looking for investors or they're looking for partnership, or you can, they want just someone to help you. You can bring the technical expertise if you can. Also, you can take if you really have a, want to invest in that particular um, sector, you can do it. That's for myself. That's what I have been doing. I have a business. I have a company. Like I have, a, I'm building, I'm doing affordable housing in Ghana, I'm doing in, in, in Ethiopia, I'm doing in DRC, I'm doing in, in Senegal. 
So really the goal is to expand. Uh, at least every year we are going to a new, a new country in Africa. Specifically, my company is focused is focus on affordable housing in Africa. We want to really to address the issue of affordable housing. So if you are really, are really interested, so we, we are here, not only when I say my company, I'm talking about my own private company because I'm also an entrepreneur. I don't work for anybody. I work for myself. So mainly my activities are really going to Africa to see if it's available. That's the kind of thing uh, uh, I've been doing at the personal level. At the same time, I, I, I do this as the chairman of the chamber as well. So, yeah, thank you, Chairman, for saying that. And I really want to give everybody an opportunity to ask questions because um, we really, as Africans, think in terms of uh, generational or impacting not just your own family but impacting the nations. And I'm so glad that you came up with this uh, African Global Chamber of Commerce and you're not just thinking about, I know you're from Rwanda, but you're investing in Senegal, you're investing in Congo. And I know others may have questions too, but how can we get Africans to think the way you're thinking? Because there's two examples that I always refer to. Um, one is uh, David Livingstone. Of course, he was an early explorer from Scotland. We went to Africa, and he died in Zambia. And the whole purpose of him going to Africa was to bring knowledge and understanding, number one, and also to stop the, the exploitation of the African continent, both to stop slavery and also to stop the ex exploitation. The other guy that I always refer to is Cecil Rhodes, and uh, he's a gentleman that came to Africa when he was just 17 years old. He died in 1901. But for the 30 years that he spent in Africa, he owned Zambia. Zambia was called Northern Rhodesia. He also owned Zimbabwe, was called Southern Rhodesia, mm -hmm. after his name. Mm -hmm. His scholarship, mm -hmm. the money that uh, he made in those 30 years is still paying for scholarships. There are Zambians who are Rhodes Scholar. Professor Kenneth mm -hmm. Mwenda is a Rhodes Scholar. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are Americans also. Bill Clinton is a Rhodes Scholar. And that's why when you mention that Goa, so what's mm -hmm. the connection between empowering not just yourself, but empowering mm -hmm. others to even uh, the COVID-19 that we're experiencing right now? Because when you look at the people that are dying, it's people that do not have access to opportunities that we're talking about. You know, in, in New York, we had the people who are dying, 758 people died yesterday in New York. Of those who died, Latinos and Africans, African-Americans, make up over 50% of that number. Why is that the case? Is because we don't have the economic uh, means to take care of our health, to take care of uh, the things that we, we don't have the power to, to, to prevent ourselves from experiencing these traumas. So my question, I guess, is long-winded. How can we 
make other Africans think the way you're thinking. You're not just thinking about your family. You're not just thinking about Rwanda. You're thinking about you named your your your, your entity African Global Chamber of Commerce. You're not just thinking. You could have named it Rwanda. You could have been specific, but you wanted to go big. How can we get other Africans to think in those lines? Thank you so much. First of all, uh, this is not my entity. Africa Global Chamber of Commerce is not mine. It's an idea. I had an idea how we can bring Africans, African immigrants, the African Americans, the whole the African descent, to be able to work together. And I, when I had that, that idea, I thought that we need to create a platform where we can connect and then be able to, to work as a people and to empower our motherland. Because remember, Africa will be built and developed by us. Nobody else will come to help us except ourselves. We cannot always cry for help, help, help forever. So we need to be able to help ourselves. So to do that, there has to be a change of um, our mindset. That's what my, myself I'm thinking. I think in terms of uh, I have to shift my mindset of thinking about rather saying, oh, I want to help somebody. I am unavailable to help, to serve my community, to serve to everybody. That's how I do the work. What can, what can I do to be able to support, to be able to help other people who are need? So for, for me personally, as an individual, I can't. But when we come together, we can together. So once we understand that we need one another, we need to organize ourselves, we need to plan, we need to have an execution plan, and we need to make sure we become accountable for everything we do. That's how I brought a group of African descent, I mean, African descent to come to say, you know what? Or black and white, let's build a, a platform whereby we can uh, really start doing business together. And that will help in, even us to know one another. So that's really what is about the African Global Chamber of Commerce. Everybody is a part of the African Chamber of Commerce. That was my idea. My idea is not, no longer mine. It belongs to everybody. Everybody belongs to this uh, uh, entity to be Africa Global Chamber of Commerce. We have a board. We have uh, around 11 board members coming from uh, diverse board members. They come from all over. So they, they are the ones who set up the strategic direction for the chamber. And then we have a management. They happen right now. I'm chairing the board and also managing the institution because I'm making sure we have an institution. Right now, even in a few months, we'll be looking someone to come and then run the chamber, an executive director. I'm just saying that there are people who might be interested. Very soon, we'll be launching a, a, an, an employment, let's say, outside, in a, in a, in a, let's say, we have been calling for people to apply for that position. So, because we have been here in five years, for so far, for five years, we have fixed our self-ambition, trade, investment, cultural change education between Africa and the global market. So far we have achieved I want to have achieved a lot. So we have been recognized by the what things we have been doing and working together. We have a success story maybe we have time to talk about that during another program, not this one. 
So that's really, I just want to really make sure who we are is not about me, it's about us. So I'm even calling you to join. It's only when we work together that we will succeed. I'm really calling you, you know, everybody. Let's work together. Let's learn to organize ourselves. Once we do that, as a people, nobody, no one in this world can, can beat us. So because Africa is crying, it's crying to come together to do that. So that's having said that, that's when you will see what's happening in New York, here in Chicago, and the majority of people dying are African-American and African descent, this here, is unacceptable because the living conditions, those are underlying factors, right? And, and that has, has been there as the people being lagging behind, then they result what you are seeing today. I think we are learning the lesson. We have to learn what's, what's going on and empower ourselves. We have what it takes. You, Blair, Blair, you're an expert, right? You're a professional here. Yes. So Africa needs you. Africa needs you. Maybe we need to shift. Instead of being comfortable here, go back home. That's what I started. I started by going back to Africa. I went to Rwanda. I had to establish the, the Rwanda stock, stock Exchange. They developed the whole the capital market industry of Rwanda. That I spent three years. After three years, I found out that they've done in Rwanda, not only in Rwanda, also in East Africa, such as Kenya, Tanzania, Uganda, Burundi, the Rwanda, before uh, uh, before um, before uh, joined the East African community. So we developed the whole financial sector for the region. So the right now today can do a payment. Within you can pay from Nairobi to Kigali within 15 seconds, the payment can be done. So we establish what we call central depository system. It means when you are trading the shares on the, on the, on the Dar es Salaam Stock Exchange, it can be traded also in Kigali, it can be traded in, in, in Kampala, in Uganda, it can be traded in, in Nairobi, Stock, Nairobi Stock Exchange. So we built a very robust payment system within the, 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 the stock exchanges within the region. So I, actually, I was the head of, of a task force, the financial market task force, to really to bring those market, financial markets together and the stock exchanges together, the payment system together, the, the, the pension fund, the insurance. We bring all those, uh, the financial sector together. So for me, I was, when I went there, I was like, I was really tired to work for corporate. So that's when I really came back. When I came back, I realized that as in my own company, I want to achieve more. Let, let's do it at a bigger scale. That's when we came up with the chamber. I just want to set the stage so people can really understand the power of people working together, the power of people being organized, people being able to use to fly, also to be accountable for every action we do. That's what I do. That's why you hear me. I'm really doing the expansion of plan to be all over Africa. This is my plan. So because I have a, we have established relationships across the continent of Africa, I mean, really, if someone is really interested to come to work in any African country, because I developed this network, uh, whether through the African Global Chamber of Commerce, whether through my private financial institutions, because I, I I have, uh, I'm a founder for Global Work Financial Group, which is a management consulting and investment advisory 
from the global fund, I think uh, really you can really kind of help to raise money for government in Africa for target projects to the financial, my financial company does. Also, invest in private projects. That's how I invest also in my project across the, the, the continent. When I talk about uh, affordable housing, that area also, I invest, I manage, I control the supply chain of those projects. So I just want to let you know uh, uh, the way I've done it is just from me working in corporate America, going back to Africa, understanding Africa, not just taking Africa as if I'm a, I'm a foreigner. I was born there. I know what the, the need for Africa. I had a work to show everybody. Now, when I go to Africa, I'm not talking about like I'm a foreigner. Work. I'm an African who's back in Africa to build Africa we want to see. When you hear the African Union talking about the, the Africa we want or the Africa, the African Union. Agenda 2063, the Africa we want. That Africa we want is not African Union to tell us what they want. It's as Africans to say, this is what we want. That's why I want to get involved, to be that Africa we want. So I'm really calling everybody, let's get involved, because Africa is calling for us. Who else is going to do our job? Do we want to continue to die the way we see people dying here in Chicago or New York or elsewhere? No. I think the solution is Africa back home. And I'm so glad you mentioned that. So thank you so much, especially the part where you talked about how you went back to to help set up the stock exchange in Kigali. And um, that is what I really wanted us as uh, the Zambian diaspora, as the African diaspora, to focus on. It's about giving back to our motherland. And all these efforts, including why we are on this radio show today. ZANUS is a organizing platform for all the associations, Zambian associations in the United States. And we're trying to do exactly what you spoke to, the Ubuntu. I am because you are. There are things that take a village. One individual can do so much, but together, the power of coming together with your ideas when the Africa Global Chamber of Commerce, this is an idea that you started with, but when you mainstreamed it, when you made it, everybody's calling. When more people join the cause, it looks different. The impact is different. So that's what um, we're trying to wake up. We're trying to to bring our, our, our African, especially Zambians. We want Zambians to think not only about um, taking care of, uh, of course, every, every charity begins at home, but once you've taken care of your home, what can you do for your country? What can you do for your continent? So, again, this is uh, the Zanus weekly radio blog. Uh, in about 15 minutes or so, we'll transition to Madam Irene White. She'll be discussing insurance in the COVID environment. But uh, this segment right now, we're talking empowerment. And we just heard why to have uh, means, to have economic means. Because if you don't have um, economic means, we're looking at the data right now. How many people are dying from COVID? There's a reason. Numbers do not lie. You know, they, they, 
they expose, you know, what's been happening. So, again, uh, the African Global Chamber of Commerce has resources. Chairman Olivier Kamanzi has uh, just outlined how the, ch- the chamber can help you if you have a business, if you have an idea, if you want to empower yourself, if you want to take advantage of these funding opportunities, the information, the market through AGOA that is available here in the U.S. He's a resource that can be used, and um, the reason why we invited him twice now, he was on last Saturday and uh, last Sunday, and he's on today for a reason because he's a wealth of information. He's been to Zambia, Kasumbalesa. Last time we talked about the border, right, <laughs> Chairman? Right. You understand right. this thing. So Zambia is not poor. Zambia has uh, minerals, mm-hmm. uranium. Many of us do not know this, but uh, the reason the biggest embassy is in Zambia, there's a reason for that, U.S. embassy. You know, Zambia. I'm, I'm, glad, you, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Uh, the other day I was in, uh, on the border between uh, Zambia and the DRC. So, you know, i give you an example. Uh, uh, Zambia is processing uh, copper, right? And there's the, some uh, on, on, on a border uh, across the border between DRC and Zambia. Zambia is, uh, I think, the main exporter of copper globally right now. I have to check the numbers. They are processing. They are processing the plant of copper in Zambia. So they work in partnership for uh, for uh, Congo government. So between the border and they really feeding so many many people for the activity taking place there. That was eye-opening for me because for many years I thought we always exporting raw material. So copper, there is a law right now you cannot export raw material for copper. So I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think majority of copper globally exports are coming from Africa, if I'm not mistaken. I have to check my number. So that's some things really we should be proud of. Those people who are engineers, whatever, you, you can do transportation. I want to show the truck crossing the border between Zambia and the DRC. I was amazing, right? There is huge activities, but at the same time, there is a lack of infrastructure, right? There is a lack of infrastructure, no schools, no hospitals. And meanwhile, the, the corporate, global corporate co- companies, biggest ones, are there. I was wondering how come these corporates, the big companies, the mining companies are there. They don't build the infrastructure. They don't build the schools. They don't build that. So only we, people in diaspora, we can go and go back and then make sure that things happen. Right? Actually, the, the basics are there. And then we just need to go, just do it. And, and then we have to, I think this is, this is COVID uh, is an open eye. Just to be comfortable where you are. So right now we're being confused for two weeks, maybe a maybe two months. So why are you going to feel more comfortable to stay to it? Maybe after you know, two months, but after this continuance, it's a time to wake up. You say, let me go back maybe to Africa. At least I can move around and do something instead of staying in the continuance. Give me guarantee 
that things will continue to be as they used to be before. I have an impression that once we open, when these things are over, nothing is going to be like before. But this, this is a time, a wake-up call for us to really to say, you know what, we need to wake up. We need to wake up because we are in a coma right now. I'm not even yeah. saying we are sleeping. We're not sleeping as Africans. Africans, my, my sister and the brother, we are not sleeping. We are in a coma. Yeah. Believe me, we are not sleeping in a coma because, let me, uh, 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 Brother Bray, let me tell you. It's amazing you and I will be talking about like this. And then we woke up in the morning and nothing happened. Yeah. Right? And, and then we say these, these applications are available. Please go ahead and apply. No one applied. I never understand how we function. They give you everything in your hand. Kids don't talk to me what you have in front of you. For me, I can just tell you, I want to see information for me is a gold, right? And because growing up, sometimes I did not get opportunity people to tell me what is available in front of me. I had to go around to find out that information instead yes. of waiting someone to give you that information. Information is the key. Let's ask the information we receive, be able to, and we need to move forward. That's what we need as an African. Otherwise, we we'll continue to say we are dying, we are dying, we are, we are crying for help. We have to help ourselves. I guess, Monsieur, I do not stop you. I was just taking why you, you, you are something you are talking about. Yeah, that, that's a very good point, actually. I'm rem- I, there's a story that is told from the ages of uh, a wealthy woman. She was rich mm-hmm. and uh, her sight failed at some point. So she she asked uh, for somebody to cure her her blindness, and she said, uh, "Whoever is going to cure my blindness, I, I'll promise I'll I'll give him a portion of my wealth." Mm-hmm. So this one doctor, this one uh, physician said, "I will do it." Mm-hmm. So when he went to her house, he saw how rich she was. And he's like, I'm not going to give her the medicine in one shot. I'm going to give it little by little so that um, every time I administer a small portion, I'll steal something from her wealth. And this physician did that. Every time he would give a little bit of medicine and steal something. Mm-hmm. Eventually, when he had stolen enough, he gave her the final dose. And when she opened her eyes, she looked around in her house and she didn't see the wealth, the material possessions that she had. So she said uh, to the doctor, uh, I won't pay you because before I lost my sight, I could see how rich I was. Now you claim that uh, you've cured me of my blindness, but where's all the wealth? Where's all my wealth? So they went to court, and uh, the physician insisted. This woman said, you know, if I cure her, she'll pay me. She's not willing to pay me. So the woman says to the judge, you know, before I went blind, I saw all the riches that were in my house. 
this guy claims that he cured me of my blindness. How come I can't see the, the things that I owned my world? So the moral of that story is this. And I, I, I hope it doesn't happen to us in Africa. I can see it happening. Africa is so rich. People don't know this, but the uranium that was used to build the two bombs that were used in Hiroshima and Nagasaki came from the Congo. 20% of the emeralds that are sold on the global market come from Zambia, besides the copper. So, and imagine how many rare minerals are in the Congo. We are rich now, but for some reason we don't have the vision. <laughs> so the day that we wake up, we'll find our hands empty. And I pray that that day does not happen. And let's, let's do what we, we can to tell each other how rich, like you said, you know, there are a lot of opportunities back home. But if we, the owners of the land, if we, the owners of the resources, do not exploit them, somebody will come in and they will, like China is doing right now. They will have yeah, I'm, 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 I'm glad you're talking about the issue of China. Also, I think uh, maybe your next. Uh, next time we need to address the issue of China. So for uh, African living in China being mistreated, I think we need to address that issue as well. Because I believe China needs Africa than we need China. Right? So and the way they're treating our, our people in China uh, due yeah. to the uh, coronavirus is unacceptable. I think uh, I'll be calling the photo to make a, a, a statement on that. Uh, I hope uh, hope, I hope next Sunday we'll be able to talk about that. Yeah, please share, because I saw the videos that uh, what's happening in China right now as we speak. Uh, African, yeah, because uh, they, they, the Africans are being kicked out of their homes. Yeah. They're being denied to enter supermarkets. They're being, they want to be tested. They're saying to be tested Chinese before they test Africans. And they are being it's horrible. It's, you know, I, when I saw those videos, how Africans are being treated, how the Chinese are being really aggressively, aggressive, our, our brother and sister, it's unacceptable. And they remember we have over one million Chinese on the continent of Africa. The other day, South Africa uh, refused to renew around 10,000 Chinese people and so because of their behavior. And those behaviors are unacceptable. So we have to be a trade a trade partner, but that's the way they are treating our people inaccessible. I, I believe we will have to address this officially. Are we calling the media, the global media, uh, calling everybody? We're going to address that. So because it's unacceptable. So I know when I see how many Chinese are taking advantage in Africa, and then they behave this way, inacceptable. So, the, again, the lines are open. If you want to ask a question to Chairman Olivia Kamanzi, please uh, just go ahead. Uh, Brother Bella, did you have any questions? We are almost closing out in the last five minutes. 
Uh, no, I don't have any five any any questions. But thank you very much for that uh, detailed uh, information that you shared with us. Um, hello, hello. My name is Lillian from Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, I just had a question on the phone number. I wasn't. Um, I didn't think I got the number correct. Probably for Mr. Kamazi. Um, the number I got was three one two six eight four 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 one two. Is that the right number? No, there is a three one two Oh, okay. All right. Thank you so much for all the information you've provided. Um, what about the number that is online here? So it has been updated to this number. Online you have 312-927-4830. Uh, this is a, the, 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 the one you have. Uh, we have the two numbers. So that's oh, okay. one and the second one is a general number. Oh, all right. Thank you so much. So again, you're listening to the Zanus Weekly Blog Radio Show, and we have uh, Chairman Cam- Olivier Kamazi uh, discussing empowerment opportunities uh, for the African diaspora. So, Brother Kamazi, this the African diaspora is not only in in, in the northern. In North America and America, we have Latina, we have Caribbean. So can you speak to that dynamic? Because we are collaborating with uh, Castillo from uh, Brazil, and we have many other Africans from the South American region. Can you speak to the, the banking initiative that especially the, uh, the Diaspora Bank in the last uh, two mm-hmm. minutes, if you can share about that. Yeah, uh, thank, uh, thank you so much. I think you are, you are referring to Africa Diaspora Six Region. I think yes. I explained in last, the last time the Africa Diaspora Six Region is uh, and the bank, from the bank Africa, in Antigua. And the, yes, yes, and the African Union has established the, the Six Region to the outside of all the African Union being a diaspora within the sixth region. So the sixth region, the Africa diaspora sixth region, we are the Africa diaspora sixth region in chapter. The African diaspora sixth region has come up with various initiatives. Some of the initiatives we have what we call Boma Link, Boma Link is like green bin, where we're connecting all the diaspora in the database of all the diaspora to make sure we connect to one another. It's an initiative which is going to be launched very soon. The second initiative is the BOMA Fund. The BOMA Fund is about funding the project because African Union has come up with uh, various projects through the Africa Continental Free Trade Area, which we may really have the time to talk about Africa Continental Free Trade Area when we have time on the radio. It will be also a good thing to discuss about later on. And then we have the Oh, no, one, two, three. The other piece is establishing a diaspora bank. So we have initiative to we have to establish the African Diaspora International Savings Bank. And this initiative is ongoing. 
uh, we have elected uh, the region is going to be in Antigua, uh, in Barbados. It's going to be this is an ongoing initiative. We are issuing right now a master credit card, which is called Africa Card. Africa Card is the, is the master. We are partnering with the master card. We are issuing the, our African business, I mean African uh, credit card. This one is ongoing. Uh, we are even calling those people who might be interested to apply or to invest, especially to invest, because we are looking Africans to be the ones on the bank. So the bank is ongoing. Uh, we have established the, the shareholders. People are really interested. People are planning to become the shareholders of the bank. Again, it's the African Diaspora International Trading Bank. Myself, I'm the chairman of that initiative, whether on the bank or through the credit card. The credit card, we have also a, web, a website called AfricCard.com. So we are really one who is really to become become a shareholder, to become owner of the bank, to, to reach out to me. And also we have a team. You can reach out to us to make sure we have our own financial institution. That institution, that initiative was launched in Dallas last year in November. In November, uh, African diaspora made it. Uh, during the African Diaspora Conference in Dallas. So that is in Dallas where we come up with the, the different initiatives. In Canada business, if we are not connected, that's where we decide to launch the database of diaspora. And then that's where we decide to launch what we call to raise the money for us to invest in various projects. So now that money has to be kept not in a foreign bank, but has to be kept in our own bank. Again, this is called Africa Diaspora International Savings Bank, which is going to be based in Antigua, because Antigua is Canadian, so we want to make sure that they function also in line by eye. That's why I'm telling you, if anyone wants to be part of this, please let me know. Uh, we have a secretary of the organization, and she she's based in Antigua. She has a number, she can always reach out to her. So, and then uh, be able to register and be a member part of uh, the African Savings uh, Bank, also be able to own the credit card. So, maybe in, in, in the next uh, time, we have a time all the time because right now the time is up. So, we'll be talking about this um, Africa card the, or the, the MasterCard uh, um, uh, credit card. Also, we can go more in detail about this bank. Thank you, Chairman Olivier Kamazi. Uh, we are so grateful to have had you on this show, and we thank you so much for the information that you've shared. Uh, we want to transition now to Madam Irene White. She's the president of the Zambian Heritage Association in Chicago, and we're going to talk about insurance, uh, especially in this COVID environment. So, Madam Irene White, uh, the show is over to you now. Thank you so much, everybody, for having listened to the empowerment segment. We're now transitioning to insurance. Hello, everybody. Um, give me a second so that we can uh, we can be ready. So I just want to find out if everybody is logged in. 
Uh, can you do a roll call? This is Irene White, President Zach, uh, Chicago, Illinois. Anybody also inside the, the group? Hi, this is Florence. Okay. Thank you. Welcome, Florence. Hi, this is Nasilele, Vice President hey, Nas- of Indiana. Hey, Nasilele. You owe me a call. Thanks for calling in. from Sacramento. Hey, thank you. Welcome, welcome. I'm waiting for Sam to come in. Okay, thank you. Welcome, welcome. Lillian from Indianapolis. Oh, thank you so much, you guys. You're awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to uh, connect um, uh, our guest of honor. Hold on one second. This is... if you can get familiarized with everybody, if Nasilele, you can uh, tell us a little bit about um, maybe your group insurance that you have in Indiana, whilst I get some online. Okay. You can, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. I'm online. Oh, okay. You are online. Okay, cool. Thank you so oh. much, Sam, for... Uh, and I apologize because we had another uh, program early. Um, we have a program every every Sunday at 1 o'clock. And this was talking about um, empowering uh, people in the diaspora. We had uh, Dr. Kamanzi. Uh, he's the chairperson for the African Chamber of Commerce. So unfortunately, you know, the last question that we had spilled into our a 2 p.m. Uh, segment, so I, I apologize on that. Um, so, do we have um, do we have Arthur? Arthur, are you on the line? Do we have Onesmo on the line? Anyway, so um, maybe a lot of people were trying to call in, and there was the other uh, um, program going on. So again, my name is Irene White. I'm the president for uh, ZAC, which is the Zambia Heritage Association of Chicago. And um, I'm very delighted to have um, uh, Sam Ndeli. Ndeli, right? Yes. Yes. So Sam Ndeli, he's a a founder and partner of the cultural group Benefit Company. And he's here to talk about um, life insurance and lifetime benefits. Um, I know with the COVID-19, we've had a lot of people, you know, like worried about their lives and they they wanted to tap into the life insurance, you know, conversations so they can know exactly where they can fit in. So this is more so for you guys who are at home to call in and ask questions and um, find where you belong, whether you want to be in a group or you want to be in your own family setup, or it's individual, you can ask questions, and Sam will be able to uh, um, answer those questions. So I'll let Sam introduce himself and tell us about his uh, company. Um, good afternoon. Um, my name is Sam Daly of uh, Cultural Group Benefit Company. Uh, the group life insurance specifically designed for cultural associations. Um, 
We've been in existence for since 2000. Um, we presently have close to um, 3,000, I mean 300 groups insured nationwide, mostly African groups. Um, we have approval in 43 states. We are waiting for um, state of New York and uh, Washington state and uh, um, a few other states that have been approved. This is a program which addresses uh, the uh, cultural community. Uh, there is no employer-employee. It is a guaranteed coverage. Um, we have a $10,000 coverage, a 15000 20000 and 25000 at the maximum. Uh, and the rate is based on the demographic of each group, uh, the makeup of each group. We have two child riders. We have a 5000 and that rate is fixed. It's um, uh, 40 cents per household, and it's 7,500, which is 60 cents per household, except uh, Texas, where the rate for a child rider is 48 cents per household and 71 cents per household for 7,500. Uh, because Texas considers a child a newborn up to age 25. Then the rest of the state is from 15 days up to 23 if they're full-time students. Um, this is a very simple program, which is underwritten by Hartford. Um, uh, we've paid claims on time. We, right now, we have two Zambian groups insured, uh, one in, um, in um, California, and, uh, you know, the one that just lost a member, and the uh, one in Seattle. Uh, the one in Seattle has been with us for quite a while. Uh, uh, even the one in California, they have been with us for more than eight years. Um, we are working right now presently with quite a good number of groups uh, because of what is happening around the world. And um, uh, we are open to all questions. Uh, it's a cultural group designed for, for African communities. We know that um, uh, the purpose of uh, uh, the, the respect that Africans have when somebody dies is not something which is experienced in this place. Africans are one of the very few that still believe that uh, the remains of their members should be transported back in Africa, though right now things are different. But it used to be that most remains are still sent to Africa. And uh, we've had situations where when somebody dies, it takes the community about uh, three months to raise that money. Uh, we know our cultural community uh, just like a family. I'm originally from Cameroon. I migrated to the United States in 1978. And I've seen the troubles that we've gone through when somebody died. And so this program was introduced with my partners in 2000 to start an insurance program to assist the African community um, as far as cultural groups when something happens to a member in, within their group. So that's just all of the program. It's a very simple program. 
And right now we also do have uh, a program that MetLife has introduced to us that any member of a cultural community that has this program with us can have a car insurance or a home insurance on a reduced rate. So if you are a member of cultural, a cultural community, you can have group, I mean, car insurance and home insurance on a reduced rate. So we are working to expand these programs on different areas. Hello? All right. Yeah, we can yeah. hear you. Okay. All right. So I'm open to questions if anybody has any. All right. So um, thank you so much for that um, very extensive elaboration of what you do. So I think uh, the first question I'm going to let um, uh, Vice President uh, of Indiana, Nasalele, if you have any questions for Sam, um, uh, you know, considering that you guys have uh, your insurance going on, so you probably want to ask him a question that you would want to compare with what you have right now or you just want to listen in, but you can go ahead and ask a question. Uh, uh, thank you, President Irene. Yeah, I have a, I have a question here, and um, if I was listening attentively, I heard him say he has uh, employ not employers coverage, but they have guarantee coverage. Would you please shed more light on what you mean by guarantee coverage? Okay. Thank you. Uh, our program. Most group life insurance um, is a, um, an employer-employee product, uh, like a police union, a fire union, something that has to do with a former employee of a company or an employee of a company. You know, most group life insurance, what, what you have at work has some relationship with your employer. But this program, it is socially... Uh, it's, it's a program that ensures a social unit. Uh, most of our members don't have, apart from the fact that they are members of a cultural entity, a cultural community, they don't have any employee, employee status. And um, 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 the year when Obamacare came around, a group life insurance by the Obamacare program was defined as having an employer-employee. Um, so we wanted to distinguish ourselves to make people understand that we don't, this program doesn't have any relationship of an employer-employee. It's, it's, a, it's a total social program of a non-profit uh, uh, group. All right. Okay. Does Did that I answer your that? question, Basilele? Uh, uh, yes, it does. Thank you so much. Okay, you're welcome. Um, next, we want to go to uh, Sacramento. What was your name, sir? My name is Moengu Suiti from Sacramento. Okay, yeah, sir. Could you go ahead and if you have any? If you have any? If you have any questions for Sam, do you want no, to go I, ahead I, and I, ask I, him a question? 
I have no questions for Sam, you know, because okay. I'm working already with Sam. We have already established, oh. uh, we already have established our insurance through Sam. And uh, in fact, we just lost one person who is, uh, is going to be funded soon. We are just working on the paperwork right now. Okay. We appreciate you coming on board because I think Sam had mentioned something like that. And the reason yes. why I appreciate you coming in is because at least you can attest to uh, what Sam does with exactly, his company. Exactly, exactly. Because um, a lot of people, they'll just hear that, you know, they, I'm, I'm insured with this company, but they don't know somebody who has actually been paid out of that, you know, policy. Exactly. So I'm glad that you're on board so you can assure a lot of people that are listening in that, you know, this is a good thing for us to, for us to venture in. Um, let me, thank you so much. Uh-huh. Go ahead, Madam President. Madam President, yes. let me uh, let me add to that. I uh-huh. I said a while ago that uh, you know I am an African. I'm part of this African community. Though I'm talking to my sisters and brothers from Zambia, but I'm also an. I feel so passionate about this program. So it's my because of what we do. We've had so many claims, and I do not remember any claim that has been denied because the company knows that uh, uh, um, some members of the cultural communities that we've paid claims were not insurable. So since the product is a guaranteed coverage, everyone took the role to get paid. Yes. We've had situations where a group submitted the application and three days after a member died. And that member we know for sure based on the record that them that member was intensive care and it you know but we still pay that way because it's a guaranteed coverage. And this is okay. a very unique program, which is designed specifically for Okay. All right. Thank you so much for that. Um, I am going to um, ask uh, Florence. She's one of um, somebody's phone is making a lot of noise. Could you kindly mute it? Somebody's driving or something. Hello. Hello. Yeah, that's better. Okay. Can everybody hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. I don't know if it's just you and me. I can't hear the other people. So. We can hear you, Miss Arden. I can hear you. Okay. Okay. Got it. All right. So we're gonna ask Florence if uh, she has any questions. Florence is one of uh, the, the members at, um, from Chicago, and uh, we, we asked her to come on board uh, to ask questions on behalf of the community because I'm asking, uh, I'm, I'm just sharing this as a leader, but we have two people from the community that we, we, uh, we asked to come on board so that they can ask questions and then share on the community. So, Miss um, Florence, do you have any questions? Um, yes, I do. Um, thank you, Irene. Hi, everybody. Um, Hi. I've got more. Is it okay if I ask more than one question so that he answers them all at one go? 
Absolutely. It's okay. Okay. It's okay with Sam? Yeah. Is it okay, Sam? Yes, yes, please. Okay. So the first question is, does um, a person's next of kin or attorney have to be present in the United States? Um, let's say when you uh, sign up, you list somebody as your uh, next of kin or beneficiary or whatever it is. Does that person have to be present in the U.S.? And then the okay. second question is, is a medical exam required to sign up? Okay. And then the third question is, um, how long does it take for a person to get the payment um, after a person passes away? Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, let me start with the first one. Um, the beneficiary doesn't necessarily have to be in the United States. But there's a big bet. We all know the purpose of this life insurance, this group life insurance. We are doing this group life insurance is for the benefit of the group. Our group, the Zimbabwe group, the Somalian group, the Cameroon group, is like all like a family. It's that extended family that you don't have. If anything happens, it's your extended family that will be responsible for your barrier. And if you then decide to designate somebody who is not in the United States, it makes it difficult for the group then to take care of your remains. That's an advice from us based on the experiences that we've had. Because then we have to look for that beneficiary around the world to make sure that the payment goes to that before that payment is sent back to the United States to take care of your remains. So our advice to the community is please look for somebody within the United States to be a beneficiary. Second question. It does not require, nobody has to take a physical to be part of this insurance. It is a guaranteed coverage. The only time that a short medical questionnaire is required of any member who was insured is if you drop the coverage. Let's say you enroll tomorrow and you decide to drop, and a year after you want to join that group again, you will have to fill out a health questionnaire. That is when your acceptance to the program might be questionable. Thirdly, um, it takes close to two weeks if the death occurs in the United States. As soon as we get the claim form and your um, and your uh, uh, med uh, death certificate, that process takes within two weeks to get that claim paid. That if that death took place out of the United States, uh, the insurance goes to a certain protocol to make sure that the claim, the person who claim, who it goes to a certain protocol, which might take longer than two weeks to get the claim paid. Okay. Uh, All right. Did I answer your three questions? Uh, yes, you did. Thank you very much. You are. 
All right. Thank you so much, Sam, for answering those questions. And thank you so much, Florence, for those brilliant questions. Uh, the next uh, person that's going to ask a, a question is Arthur. He's my vice president. But before he does, I need it. I, I have a question for Sam. So uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, the default? Because a lot of people don't understand that once you sign up on this policy, it's you're signing up for life. You have to pay your your monthly um, until you are still covered for that, you know, insurance. Because some people don't understand that uh, if it's twenty dollars a month and then three months down the line they don't have that twenty dollars, they cannot just say I won't pay because it affects everybody on the group. So could you okay. kindly just talk about that default part? Yeah. Thank you, Madam President. I will. Uh... When we started this program initially, um, uh-huh. groups were paying monthly, and uh, we quickly realized that uh, the program wouldn't work. It was a tremendous burden to the leaders of various groups to collect the premium monthly. You know, our members, some, because of their various jobs, uh-huh. half of them would not attend the meeting. And, and, and then the group, most groups were left with the burden of paying for members who didn't attend the meeting. So the policies were changed that groups, when they enroll, we're advising groups to make six months premium or one year. Okay. And if a member doesn't pay their premium, the group has the right to inform us that that member should be dropped. And we can drop that member anytime during the year. Okay. And bear in mind, if that member decides to come back to that program, then that member has will lose their guaranteed eligibility, which means they will have to fill out a short questionnaire uh, to make them legible to be part of this insurance. Okay, that's good. And how much is the highest payout? Uh, the, we have coverage from 10,000, 15, 20, and 25. The group decides okay. what coverage is suitable for them, what coverage okay. is suitable for the members uh, yeah. to pay based on the premium for individuals. Okay, good. All right. Thank you so much for that. Um, Arthur, do you have any questions? Yes. Um, I, uh, this is Arthur Majula. I'm the, uh, the, the, the vice president for, for the association here in Chicago. Uh, okay. My question is, uh, what, what are the requirements for, for signing up? Does one need to have a green card or need to be a U.S. citizen for them to be uh, – uh, a member of the group? Yeah, that's a very important question, sir. Um, uh, that's uh, when we started this program in the year 2000, and uh, we got into a stumbling block September 11 um, with the company that was underwriting this, this program at that time. Um, the question was that... Um, uh, what percentage of your members are citizens and drinkers are foreigners? And the program was terminated at that time. So uh, we, not too many companies wanted to touch this program uh, because they wanted everybody to be a citizen in order for them to be insured under this program. But um, Hartford, we insisted with Hartford and uh, we came to an understanding and a decision that 
members who are insured under this program will only have to provide us with their social security number. You don't have to be a citizen. All members must have the social security number. Oh, thank you very much. Okay. Thank you so much for that. That was one of the questions that we we had um, prepared for you so that everybody that's listening in, they should know that you all you need is a social security number and the other demographics that uh, Sam will give us. I think he sent me the the list of requirements. So um, do we have Sarah on the line? Sarah, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Okay, do you have a question for Sam? Uh, well, uh, maybe, yeah. Um, do you guys offer individual insurance or you only do group? Oh, no, we, yes. Um, thank you for asking that question. I want our community to understand that this program was written, was created to help the cultural community as I said, your cultural community is just like a second family to you. The $25,000 that we offering as a maximum, we understood that that will help to take care of your funeral expense and maybe transport your body back home. With us having large families, the $25,000 is not enough. We encourage members to have individual life insurance to add to their group life insurance. Yes, we also do right life uh, individual life insurance with reputable companies that we've talked to. Okay. All right. Thank you so much about that. Um, now I needed to know if there's anybody uh, else that has logged in. Madam, sorry. If you also like uh, like the the Californian kid. Um, we know you guys have agents within your community. Um, mm-hmm. Apart from getting this group life insurance with us because of the uniqueness of our products that addresses cultural group, agents within your community too also can write good, good life, good individual products, which will cover the family much greater than what we're providing. Okay. Okay. Sorry, can I finish up with my other question? I'm sorry, I didn't finish. Okay. Yeah. Um, So the other question I had: um, How many? What minimum number do you have to have to be in a group? And um, yeah, like the number minimum of how many people you need to have to make it a group, and also. Do the premiums change over time, or do they usually stay the same? Okay. That's a very good question, Mana. Very good question. Um, um, the minimum requirement for a group is 15. I will also say, if a group is larger than 15, the minimum we require is 70% to get insured. But if, if a group is only 15, we can start a group. Okay. What was the other part of your question again? Sorry, I missed My other question was if the premium changes over time. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. This, the premium is reviewed every three years. 
Okay, so it's reviewed every three years, meaning it, it has, there's a possibility of it either there's increasing or decreasing? For, yes, and a possibility <laughs> for the premium to reduce based on the demographic at the time. Okay, I see. All right, thank you. Yeah. Hello? Yes. yes. Sorry, my, my, phone, my phone, phone almost dropped. All right, at this point, we, we wanted to, I wanted to find out if there's anybody uh, who's online right now who hasn't asked a question and they want to ask a question to Sam because I think Sam mentioned that he has another appointment. Um, so he has to drop out of this call in the next, I think, uh, 15 minutes, I think. Uh, so five if there's minutes. anybody that, yeah, five minutes, okay, I gave you too much credit. Um, yeah, so if anybody wants to ask a question, uh, please do, but just note that uh, after this, I'm going to follow up with Sam so he can put the whole, you know, whatever we've talked about together so that uh, we can ask the community if they are ready to do this. So if you have any questions, this is the time. You only have five minutes. All right. Uh, my name is Lillian um, uh, from Indianapolis. I wanted to ask Mr. Sam, um, I'm in one of the groups, um, I'm actually Zambian, but I'm in the Zimbabwean um, culture group. So can one belong to two groups? Uh, that's, that's also a good question. I think this okay. program is designed and underwritten by um, Hartford. Um, you can only be insured in one group, but you All have right. the option to choose which uh -huh. group you want to show them. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Yes. Uh, my, my name is Renat. I'm in Chicago. Uh, uh, my question is, if uh, you die outside of the United States, like in Zambia or in Zimbabwe, would the insurance pay you? And how does it pay you? And what are the requirements besides the death certificate? You mean if somebody dies out of the United States? Yes. Um, we'll, um, uh, we'll need their death certificate. We'll need um, um, uh, other information which will submit to the, uh, uh, to the leader of the group uh, to send to whoever is the beneficiary to provide to us. Uh, most importantly, we'll need information that is related to that death because any death out of united states i have to be very blunt uh is suspicious and that's how the, the nature of the insurance is so they have to do some kind of investigation but we've paid every claim including those that happen out of the united states okay thank you all right thank you any more questions can i go for the um, second time this is not well, sure, absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So I, um, with our insurance, the Madison insurance, we have a qualifying period of 24 months. Um, I was wondering what the qualifying period for had for days, if there is any. You mean qualifying to be insured? Uh, qualifying period as in when you're you're getting your full benefits, because I know they are segmented, like 
You can have like a zero to six months. You get so much if something happens to okay. you, and then All six right. months to twelve. You in that order. That's, yeah. that's another good question. Um, the, this program, that's my my bet. This program is designed in such a way that the first year the claim is fifty percent, and the second year onward is full payment. But again, it is guaranteed. If a group submits the application to me on Monday, and God forbid anything happens to any member on Monday, the claim is paid. Okay, so you don't have anything like uh, for a zero to six months or zero to three months? I no, we don't. Just have no, we don't. Like oh. Okay. It's a guaranteed program. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Good. So it's a guaranteed program based on uh, how long you've had the policy? No. It's a guaranteed program from day one. That if you receive the application and your check, everybody that submitted the application and mm-hmm. is covered. Every, all oh, everyone wow. who is part of the the, the 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 group that submitted the application to us, everyone, all the members that submitted the, the application, all of them are covered. Okay, so it's just the amount that you, the payout amount is based on how long you've had the policy. It's, right? it's not based you on said, how long. First year, everyone who is enrolled is fifty percent. Then the second year, okay. year upwards is full coverage. But uh, okay. it the first day that I received the application. Okay. I and one of that is fifty percent at what time? I didn't get that. At fifty percent for the first fifty percent for the first year. Oh so okay. oh okay. So you only get something after six months, correct? Or immediately? No. You get you get you something apply? immediately, man. Immediately. And that's fifty percent. Yes. You better so. So if you get our papers today and then uh, you lose one of them, like let's say in a month time, they get fifty percent. If I if we lose um, a day after, you get fifty percent. Okay. All right, um, Sam. I think uh, can you talk about something that you and we talked about. I think you said the payout goes to the association. I want to make sure everybody knows that. So the payout doesn't go, it's not cash to the to the individual. It goes to the group and then the group leaders are the ones who uh, have to um, transfer the money to the beneficiary. No. The, the, okay. the, the uh, payout goes to the designated beneficiary. Okay. Um, when we started, the payout went to the group. Then the group will submit the check to the beneficiary. But yeah. against the state laws, when we got approval from the state two, uh, two years ago, mm-hmm. a revised uh-huh. and they said no, the payout has to go directly to the beneficiary. But the group okay. is always aware when a claim is paid. But the claim okay. form goes to the um, uh, to the head of the group <coughs> who then will submit the, the, the claim form to the beneficiary. To the, the beneficiary. Group is always okay. aware when the claim is paid. Okay. Okay. All right. 
Yeah, that's that's good. I just wanted to clarify that because the last time we talked about it, it was like uh, it has to go to the. I'm glad that you said um, two years ago it was passed and it has to go directly to the beneficiary. So no, people should yeah, know. Directly yeah. To the beneficiary, yes. Okay. Uh, All right. Anybody else who has a question? question? Sorry, I gotta go. I'm I'm late for my other appointment. Oh, okay. Uh, well, Sam, so thank you so much for coming and uh, for sitting in and talking to us. And I will follow through with you maybe this evening so we can talk about some things that uh, were pointers for you that I should probably ask my community. And then I'll link up with uh, the vice president for, uh, for Indiana to see how we can work together in terms of going forward with this. And then the gentleman from San Francisco, Sacramento, if you can uh, please call me directly so we can talk about a few questions for you. It would be nice, but thank you so much for coming, uh, Sam. Thank you. You want to give me your number? Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity (laughs) to address your group. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. We'll definitely call you again. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. We'll definitely call you again. But you guys can stay on the phone so we can probably talk about some other things, maybe COVID-19. <laughs> it's something that we need to talk about. <laughs> no, we still have to talk about it because I don't know how our friends in Indiana are faring. We don't know how. We actually need to pass our condolences to uh, the gentleman from uh, Sacramento because I think um, Chanda was with you guys, right? Yes. Yeah, Chanda Kawe, yes, the guy is, who died in California. Yes, it is so sad, you know. We are we are going through that right now. Uh, on Monday, I'm, on Monday, I'm gonna be meeting with the with the uh, with the with the wife and also uh-huh. uh, Mr. Stinga's wife, Moiza. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna be yeah. trying to see if we can have the insurance company. You know, uh, the, the 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 mortuary will use uh, the policy number so that they, they have a third party that they will transfer funds to them, and then they can be able to pay the mortuary for for the caskets or any other services. Oh, okay. Yeah, because because in order for that to be done, the death certificate has to be issued, and usually yeah. the death certificate is issued by the mortuary. So that's that's yeah, yeah. why it's good to have the insu- mortuary agree. To be paid directly by the insurer company by using the the policy, it becomes much easier for finance for finances because sometimes we don't have money right away. Exactly. So, are you burying in California or he's going home? No, in California because he has a son, 15 years old. He has a and son the, and the a son wife. I would like yeah. to have the luxury of going to see to visit the the you know the grave. The grave. Okay. Uh, we appreciate you coming on board. And what is your name and your phone number? I can call you afterwards. Yes, my name what's is your number? Sweetie. My name is Mwengu uh, what's your number? The number is 916-425-1759. Any of you guys who are on the phone, on the line, if you need to take his number and ask questions, because this would be good for us to actually share with our community 
Yes, something I can, I can like that guidance happens, on how we yeah. implemented it and the challenges we yeah. had, I can tell you. Yes. Yeah, our program is very well established. You know, we have okay. a person who is in charge of it, our secretary of the association, you know, and uh, and, and I don't know if Sam told you that you have to be two years as a, as a registered entity before you can apply, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I'm going to call Sam and just put the rest of the stuff together. So this was like an open forum. Everybody was asking questions. But, right. Uh, I'm the president, we, I'm we the president of the Association of Zambians here in, in Southern Sacram- California, but I'm, I'm oh, also a life insurance agent. Oh, I see. Okay. Great. Yeah, so that's why Anybody wants to ask anything to our gentleman from Sacramento? Can he repeat his number? Nine one six four two five one seven five nine. Okay. Can you repeat again? Nine one six four two five four two five one seven five nine. Five nine. Okay. Thank you. And uh, did you get his name? No. Did you get his name, Florence? Yes, Mwenge. Mwengu. M-W-E-N-G-U. Okay. 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 All right. Nasleli, are you on the phone? I think she dropped. Uh, no, people from Indiana. You're still on the phone? No, this is Doris. I just wanted. To, I wasn't clear about uh, about people who are who are eligible to to register. Is it only people? Oh, uh, okay. No, uh, we. Uh, he said as long as you have a social security number. Okay. You're eligible. Yeah. So that's one of the yeah that's one of the um, the major document that you have to have. And then the okay. rest you really don't have to have a green card or any of that. Okay. Hello? So I'm gonna share on the committee. Yes. So uh, yeah. So because the insured is the association, you know. Yes. The, the insured is the association because members of the association they pay to the to the to the association and then the the association cuts a check and gives it to Hartford. So the uh, the insurance the the insurance policy number is given to every member of the of the group has the same policy number. Okay. And and adding that, Mr. Mwengu, adding that to what he's saying, that's the reason why a lot of people they prefer to be in the group if they don't have. Uh, Papers. Exactly. Because then you don't have to fill out all those other unnecessary things. Exactly. So once you, once you fall in the umbrella of the association, they go for the association information exactly. and not yours. The only thing yeah. they need from you is your name, your probably your, your, your yeah, social security, and your age and stuff like that. So that's the yeah, reason it's why it's gender, very important for people. Yeah. Yeah. So for those that don't have papers, it's very, very important that they fall in this uh, window of uh, 
the group setting, like uh, Indiana has about 40 with Madison. But unfortunately, Madison is not doing it anymore because Trevor said a lot of the groups that he was dealing with, they are defaulted. So he was tired of doing it, so he moved over to cybersecurity. So he's not doing life insurance anymore. But just for you to know, next weekend, next Sunday, we're having another insurance company that's going to come on the radio. But this one is going to be talking about um, coverage for even people that don't have social security. Yeah. Oh, that's even good, that one. Yeah. So I, but, I but separated them. It's, it's, so the, the thing that you have to be careful with the, the insurance companies that don't care a lot about things. See, the, in the insurance industry, the most important thing you look for is the ratings. So you can go yeah. to, uh, to, to all these rating companies and make sure you, ra- you, you see how that company is rated because that depend, determines on whether you're going to get your money when you die. Hartford is yeah. the rated this number, one was, uh, number A. This one was uh, a referral from Madison. The one okay, that I'm yeah, talking just, about, that the gentleman yeah, is coming on Sunday. Yeah, just go to the rating agencies and put that name mm-hmm. and make sure it, you see how it is rated. If it is rated the B minus or C, you don't want to deal with that. You want to deal with A-rated companies. Okay. Arthur, Arthur. Hello. Hello. Yeah. You can actually go on uh, BBB and check. Yeah, yeah, sure. We can check under. Yeah, we can check if uh, I'll give you the name of the insurance because I checked Hartford. Yeah. Hartford is okay, but the yeah, other one is. I'll give it to you and then you can check. But um, it was exactly. a referral That's from uh, Madison, so I just okay. thought, yeah. So him, he does he he does yeah. insurances for even people that don't have the social. So I wanted to make okay. sure that we don't leave out anybody in our community because not everybody is happy. So right. some people can go with Hartford, those who have the, the papers, the social security, yeah. and then those who don't have, they can now uh, try and uh, fit in in the other yeah. one. So we'll check Very that out before we bring him on the air. Right. What's the term of the policy? Come again? What's the term? How long does it run for? Uh, for, for which one? For this one? This one is for life. That's why I was saying once you... No, I mean in terms, of, the, in terms of paying premiums, because some, maybe you pay for 30 years and then after 30 years you don't no longer pay premiums or something like that. So do you continue paying oh. until you die or how does it work? I think yeah, that's, this, what, that's what it is. It's a lifetime. No, no. this one is like a whole life. It's like a whole life. Yeah, so a whole life cool. insurance. Yeah. 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 I think they do have the ones that you're talking about, Florence, but I think the uh-huh. one that uh, they do for groups is... Uh, uh, it's whole life. Whole life. It's whole life. Yeah, uh, term, term life. There's term life insurance and there's yeah, whole there's life insurance. Yeah, there's term life, yeah. Yeah, whole yeah. life insurance okay. for, the one, for the rest of your life. Yeah. And term can yeah. be okay. for and 20 years, 30 years. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. All right, so, Ms. Samwengu, what I can yes, do ma'am. is I'll call you later. And once we figure, once we verify with this other insurance that we're going to have next Sunday, I'd really want yeah. you to get back online with us. 
because that way you can hear what this guy is saying. Since you are with Hartford, so you can, you know, you can vouch for Hartford. So maybe when this guy comes, you hear the language to see what the difference is. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I've been in this industry for almost 30 years. I own my own brokerage, Uh and, you know, so I have a lot of information. That's fine. We like information. Thank you. Appreciate you. (laughs) All right, all right. Yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. So we only have eight minutes remaining, but we don't have to finish all of it because I was on the call earlier with uh, the other um, topic that we had. So I think my ears are ringing right now. But thank you so much, everybody, for logging in, and this was wonderful. I hope, I hope the rest of the community that had questions um, actually, you know, logged in to hear the conversation. And pick up from there and just, I want to hear somebody call me and say, I'm game. That's all I want to hear, you know, because <laughs> we, we can give so much information. At the end of the day, it's a personal choice. That's right. You know? yeah. It's a personal choice. And what's going on outside, you don't know who it's going to catch. And it's mm-hmm. just about time we stop doing the GoFundMe page. It's very exhausting. And nobody has money right now. And you see, yeah, GoFundMe exactly. me is very, it's very transparent. If I only have twenty dollars, I'm even ashamed to put the twenty dollars because I know everybody's going to see. Ah, but President Chua like twenty dollars. Maybe that's all I had. So in the end, yeah, must- I don't put that twenty dollars because I'm, you know, I don't want to be looked upon like you know cheap and I put like twenty dollars. So yeah. there's something about GoFundMe that's a little bit. Um, uh, overrated, but at the same time, it's phasing out because nobody wants to do that anymore. No, no. So maybe no. this fact, is a good route for us. Yeah. In, in fact, then, I wanted to just share share with you uh, with, with what happened mm-hmm. in our case when we went to the mortuary. Can you imagine? We insured for twenty thousand. So when we went to the mm-hmm. mortuary, the casket two thousand and the land six thousand. Everything came up to almost seventeen thousand. So for the twenty thousand were insured, only three thousand remains with the family. You know, so well, we are thinking you know of what? upgrading it's, it's ours good, to twenty-five thousand now. Now that we saw the expenses though, are so Mr. high. Mwengu. Mr. Yes, Mwengu, it's a good thing in the sense that when you don't have that twenty thousand policy, exactly. the community and everybody else has to come up with all that money exactly. in order for and you to be buried. Easy. It's yeah. not easy. So if people can just think of, think of it like that, like, look, 20000 they'll be able to bury me. I'll have a good funeral. And if there's exactly. nothing remaining, the donations that people are going to make out of exactly. the you know, comfort yeah. of their pocket yeah. will go to the family. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hello, Mr. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Hello. Hey. Who's that? Oh, hi. Hey. Um, my name is Naslele, the secretary for the Indiana chapter. Oh. Thank you so okay. much for Thanks. all the information that you've provided. So, um, I do have a question. So, yeah. um, how much does uh, each member pay when they're in the group um, insurance? And um, is everybody insured like uh, 20000 like the guy in um, California? Yes, is insured for twenty thousand. So there are age groups. When you turn sixty-five, 
you when you mm-hmm. turn 65, instead of 20,000, it goes to half of that when you turn 65. Okay. So, yeah, so so for for when you guys get together, you're going to provide Hartford with a spreadsheet of dates of birth, social security number, and the name of a person and their gender. You send that okay. spreadsheet to Hartford, and then Hartford does a court. They do mm-hmm. a court for 10,000, 15,000, 20,000, and 25,000. And then you oh, as an association, you look at how much it is for each individual person for 10,000, for 15,000, or you look at how much it is, and then you negotiate. Mm-hmm. So in our case, we found out for 20,000, for each individual person, it was $13 mm-hmm. yeah. a month. It was okay. $13 a month. That's very, but we that's usually pay, that's, we that's usually very affordable, quarter. yeah. Yeah, we usually yeah, pay every very affordable. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the things I think one of my members, uh, Florence, had brought up to say maybe if we can gun for uh, every quarter or every six months, whichever <laughs> everyone is going to root for, but no, I that's think what they're going allow. to for like a quarter. Or, okay. or, or annually. Or, or six annually. months, or annually. Okay. All right. All so right. if we can do that, that would be easy Even for better. us when you pay. Yeah. yeah, once you pay one time, yeah. You just you be reminded a month before, yeah. A month before you are reminded to say, hey, you know. And then I like the fact that Sam said we can easily just report to say so-and-so has defaulted so that they can take him out and it doesn't hurt the rest of the people in the group. No, it doesn't affect everybody. We have gone through that. So whenever you guys right. are ready, I'll give you an uh-huh. overview of the challenges we've had and how you can uh-huh. eliminate them. And, you know, mm-hmm. how we can make the thing easy. We have, I have a secretary for our association who is in charge of everything, and, and our treasurer, she's in charge of the money, you know. So, we, mm-hmm. they, you know, they, there's the challenges in the beginning, but afterwards, when you establish it, it becomes so easy. Okay, well, getting it from somebody like you who's done it for a long time, I think it will be easy for us. I mean, I very know much Indiana so, very much so. And I'm here to help out. So, I, I, I'm very happy. Nasilele. So, this Thank is Nasilele again, the secretary for the Indiana. Okay, yeah, make sure you, uh, yeah, make sure you get the number. Yeah, I yeah. will. So, um, it means that if you have different uh, people in the group of different age groups, each one will get um, different amount of money depending with the age. Yes, yes, depending okay. on their age. You know, there there are some people who have half of that, and some of them will have <laughs> all of it, depending on their age. But you have to understand, as the the older you get, the lower the value of the the, the first amount you're going to have, which is a challenge, you know. Yeah. Okay, we have two minutes into the show. It will just log out on its own. So if you have last minute anything, just say it now before it logs out. So it doesn't give a warning. One minute. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. I'll call you, Nasrela. Madam President. All right. Thank you so much. No problem. Madam, thank thank you, everyone. All right. right, Bye-bye. Bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.